Hypocrisy's the best policy. Wish for change, but lazily. Century of debilitation. Your evolution is a damnation. You know what that music means. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and welcome to a special edition of HV Pucks. I'm proud to say this is the only independent outlet dedicated to covering the sport of hockey in our region. I've said it before, you do not need a newspaper or cable TV subscription to access my content. It is 100% free and available on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. And by now, you know that one of the things I enjoy the most about hosting this podcast is when I get to sit down with players, coaches, parents, and fans to talk pucks. I recently had the opportunity to chat with four members of the Marist College Red Foxes hockey team, including head coach Michael Beck, goalie coach Nick Longo, senior defenseman Connor Flynn, and senior defenseman Dan Roberts. Marist is a men's D2 program, and they play in the Super East Collegiate Hockey League, which is a part of the American Collegiate Hockey Association. Last season, the Red Foxes finished 13-8-1, which was their best record since the 2012-2013 season. They were ranked 30th out of 180 teams and lost 2-1 in overtime to Providence College in the regional tournament of the ACHA playoffs. The coaching staff and players are looking to build upon that success as they prepare to drop the puck on what's expected to be another exciting season. 2018 also marks the 40th anniversary of Marist Hockey, so it's safe to say there are a lot of great things happening in Poughkeepsie, New York these days. Be sure to come out and support the team this season as they have several games which will benefit local charities while also raising awareness to several very important causes. I now invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy as HV Pucks presents Marist College Hockey. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'm on the beautiful campus of Marist College and I'm here with four members of the 2018-2019 Marist Red Foxes hockey team. I've got head coach Michael Beck, I've got assistant coach, goalie coach Nick Longo, and I've got the two captains, senior defenseman Dan Roberts and senior defenseman Connor Flynn, and they're about to spend a little bit of time in the box. Thanks for having me on, Uh, you know, thanks for coming on, boys. Uh, How's it going? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, our pleasure. Um, Coach, Describe Marist hockey in five words or less. Uh, well, first, I want to say thanks for having us on the show here, Travis. My uh, pleasure. Really appreciate taking the time. Five words or less, I would say, uh, you know, family is a big one. Or we really push for that um, here. We have a big talk about that in the beginning of the year, um, how it's an ever-growing family, uh, not just the players, but the support staff as well. Uh, dedication is a big one, with the schooling and um, – you know, the guys have a lot on their plate all the time, so making the time and managing it so that they could be at the rink and get things done. Uh, progression, you know, we like to see our program ever building and 
uh, keep getting better and better every year. Trust is a big one that we're hitting on this year. So, you know, it's something that we're, that's new that we're building here that we really haven't hit on. It's not exactly new, but some, one of our main focal points. And uh, fun. Fun was something that was one of our key points. It was actually brought on by our senior captains this year, last year. It's uh, something that's really caught on with the, with the guys. So I would say that'd be a good way to describe our team. That sounds good. Uh, guys, do you have anything you want to add to that as far as describing the hockey? Uh, I think that was pretty good. I think the family thing's big. I think we're all really close as a team. Um, that's definitely one of our favorite parts about it. And I mean, just it's kind of been a culture that's been passed down to us. I mean, you always bring in the freshmen and and it ends up becoming like your closest friend. So, I mean, we have basically a house full of guys who, you know, have like play and have played. So um, I think that's definitely the biggest thing for us. So I think I think that's a, the main focal point. I love it. Um, for the players, favorite thing about playing hockey at Marist? Oh, I just got to say the, the, uh, the atmosphere for sure. You know, playing with your best friends. Um, you know, coming to college is pretty tough for everyone. Um, but, you know, if you, you know you're coming in, um, you have, you know, 20-something friends right off the bat. So uh, just getting to play with your closest friends for sure. Okay. That's be that for me. Love that. Um, what excites you most about this team, this for the coaches? Uh, for us, I, you know, we touched on it already about the family and the camaraderie and, you know, just coming back and seeing the guys getting together. It's, it's always exciting to us seeing, uh, you know, seeing some of the new guys walk in the door and, seeing the returners come in and excited to see each other, those that haven't spent time together over the summer. And, uh, you know, the successes that we have throughout the year are always things that kind of get you back up again. Um, you know, and seeing some of these guys, you know, you coach for four years and seeing them graduate and move on to bigger and better things when they leave here, you know, it's, it's definitely the bigger rewarding part of uh, this job and this opportunity that we have to coach these guys. Um, at this level, you know, seeing them move on and hearing back from them after they graduate and what they're doing. It's, it's an exciting thing to see them grow and develop. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. For those of you that don't know, I'm a school counselor down in Rockland at a middle school. So certainly when I see my students go off to high school or certainly go off to college, um, yeah. there's nothing more rewarding, you know, than that. Um, as far as the players, I don't want you to give away too many secrets, but do you have a pregame meal? Yeah, that's a tough one. Is tough. Um, I would say, like, I, I tend to do, like, pasta, something like that the night before. Um, the day of the game, it kind of depends, like, what time the game is. Um, like, when we go on a road trip, if it's a night game, I'll usually bring, like, a peanut butter sandwich and a banana, something like that. Um, but other than that, I'm not too much. Usually pasta the night before for me. What yeah. about you? Yeah, for me, I'm uh, a big peanut butter and jelly guy, so... You know, making two of those, bringing them on the bus and stuff. All right, we'll keep it simple. We'll yeah, keep it simple. Yeah. Uh, as far as a pregame routine, and again, I don't want you to give too much <laughs> yeah, away, too but much. yeah. Um, um, I mean, for on the ice, I, I kind of do my own little thing. I, you know, just work on my skate turns, um, make sure I get a good stretch in. Um, you know, just handle the puck. Um, but yeah, I usually just get into uh, like my Under Armour stuff that I wear before. I get into that real early. Um, then usually tape my stick somewhere like quiet, like I'll go up in the stands, um, do that. And then after that, it's just the team stretch and uh, n nothing too crazy for me. I don't have any of the crazy superstitions some of the guys do. So Sure, I've interviewed a number of players, sure. goalies in particular, and they yeah, all have their oh, quirks sure. or their beliefs. Um, for the coaches, pregame routine, anything that you kind of go through? Uh, 
you know, just making sure everyone's there and everyone's kind of feeling the right way and trying to get through the get through the roster and make sure everyone that is, uh, you know, at their best and in the right state of mind. You know, it's it's uh, it's pretty much uh, we go there just playing every game, taking it as it is. Every team's a little different, so we uh, prepare that way. Okay, uh, coach. Who are some of the players to watch on your squad? Well, this year, you know, with the with our two returners here, uh, Dan and Connor, there'll be a couple of big ones to watch. Uh, Brian Hogan is another good forward that we have here. It's his senior year. Um, he's looking to have a breakout year here. Justin Jenga as well, another senior forward. Garrett Mass is a junior this year. He had a great season for us last year. So I think uh, he'll really be able to up our positive energy there on that forecheck and getting the puck in the back of the net. Another player that uh, is really a standout for us and we're excited to have him back again this year is Zach Rogers. Um, he was our backup goaltender that last year um, behind Justin Larkin, but you know the kid worked his tail off in and out and he knew that with Justin in front of him last year, he wasn't gonna get much playing time, but still showed up to the rink and did the right thing every day, day in and day out. All summer long, he went to different camps and working hard to really elevate his game to the next level. Um, he's been working with coach uh, Nick Longo here and you know Nick can probably speak to it more than I can about just his dedication and um, his work ethic in general is uh, really something. Yeah, Zach came back about about 15 pounds of muscle heavier but it wasn't like Rick DiPietro ripped muscle, it was core, it was you know, he's, he's a man now, he came in last year as a freshman as a little kid and he was, he was just a little kid, 18 years old. And uh, it was nice that he could play behind Justin and kind of see and observe and see what the tendencies were. We talked between every period, like what he saw, what we saw together. And um, he's a student of the game, so he took almost like a notebook of it. And now he's a little bit stronger, a little bit bigger. Um, his control is a lot better. He made some adjustments with his goalie coach over the summer up in Massachusetts, who happens to be Andrew Raycroft, the former NHLer. Sure, yeah. And it was some of the stuff that we had discussed during the season, which is interesting. Uh, and uh, in particular, his post-integration play, the way he plays stuff on dead angles. And uh, I'm looking for good things for Zach. I, I think he's going to be the next. We have a tradition of fantastic goalies from Justin um, to Justin Fry to Brad Kemp, who was recently inducted into the Maris Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, so we have a tradition of strong goaltending, and uh, we're going to continue it with Zach. And we got Tom transferred in, and you know, so the pipeline looks pretty deep. Excellent, excellent. Um, I'll start with you, Coach Longo, and you might all have different answers to this question. Um, outside of McCann, toughest rink to play in? I can't limit it to one. I'm going to cheat and do two. That's fine. Uh, physically, I think it's Siena because it's the hottest rivalry. To get these guys to control the juice, it's hard. They're kids. Um, even the older guys are still kids. It's a heated rivalry. They, get, they draw a good crowd. They don't like us. We don't like them. Their sister school is very similar in, in makeup. So physically, it's that one. Uh, mentally, I believe it's UNH for me because it's such a beautiful arena. When you go up there, it's it's like walking into Yankee Stadium. You're, mm. you're awed by the pinstripes. Sure. Um, they've had so many Division One guys go to the show, and they showcase it. It's an Olympic-sized ice, so the ice is a little bit bigger than we're used to. You know, everything's just bigger and brighter up there, and, it's, and, it, and mentally... You know, for us, it's one of our longest road trips of the year. Um, so that for that for me, meant on the mental side of that one, UNH, and they're a fantastic team, coached by a fantastic guy. They're good kids, and they're just they're just a, it's a tough place to play. Okay, coach. Any other any thoughts? 
Yeah, I, I'd have to agree with Coach Longo on those. Um, you know, we've been pretty successful at Siena, although it is a big rivalry for us. Mm-hmm. And um, but UNH is a tough one. You know, if it's not the rink, it's it's the bus trip. It's it's one of our longest rides every year, if not the longest. Um, takes a lot out of the guys. And we last year we you know we attempted an overnight or we did an overnight just to try and cut down on that time frame. Sure. But you're still getting home late, and yeah. you know you're going up there, and it is just a little bit of a different atmosphere that we're not used to. Okay, I was actually at your game against Siena last year, and there was definitely a lot of a lot of juice, a lot of energy. Yeah, it gets going. Yeah, yeah. would you guys agree? Is you know from from a player's perspective, toughest rink? Yeah, yeah. U and H with the Olympic size—that's the biggest thing. I mean, they they're always a good team too, and they're usually built pretty well to play their Olympic size. So they're smaller usually up front, and they use the—I mean, they just use the ice better than we do because they they know it. Okay. Um, but, I mean, I think, you know, kind of a surprise one for me is Sacred Heart, too. We always have a tough time there. They always get, like, kind of a surprising amount of fans. Um, and they kind of pack it into a really small rink, too. So, uh, it can get loud and they're, you know, they're not too nice to us. So, it's, that can be tough. Okay. Would you agree? Yeah, we definitely it? agree. Um, I mean, for me personally, I got to say uh, Siena. Um, my freshman year, I suffered a major concussion mm-hmm. um, there. So, um, you know, every time I get to the rink, you know, I have a little different feeling in my stomach. But, um, but yeah, I, I got to go with Sienna on this one. Okay. We talked a little bit about the road trip up to UNH. So, starting over here, what's one thing you absolutely need to bring with you on that road trip? Oh, easy. It's got to be headphones. You always need a pair of headphones uh, on the bus trip, no matter where it is, even if it's like a 30-minute bus ride, you know, just getting in your zone right before the game. Sure. You know, that's big for me, so... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd say that. I'd say if headphones to go along with it, a phone charger, portable charger, or something, and probably a snack. Okay. Snack and some water. Yeah. All right. What about you, Coach? Uh, on the road trip. What's one thing you got to bring with you? Uh, a cup of coffee, maybe. Okay. Yeah, that's about it. Maybe the board. We do a lot of chalk talk on our bus trips, so we bring the board with us, and usually we'll go over, um, you know, just different things that we've been looking at, things that we're going to adapt for whatever team we're playing. It's just. It's a little bit of an extra time there to work on some things that we don't always get time for. So it's nice to use it. Okay, Coach Longo. God, can't leave home without Coach Holbert. I can't leave home without him. Yeah. Like, we'd be very lonely without Coach Holbert. We can't leave home without him. He's like my security blanket. <laughs> Good answer. Um, is there a – I know you talked about the road trip up. Is that you know, like your favorite road trip? Is there somewhere else you guys enjoy going or enjoy playing? I like the trip to Keene. Trip to Keene was good. Yeah, just the road up there. It's just a nice. We typically it's the fall. Okay. And we we have a good relationship with the guy that runs Keene. Okay. The coach at Keene. Not that we don't have any less of a relationship with Steve, but right. I like I like the trip to Keene. We played at night, so we got you know we left during. It's a nice barn too. Yeah, we did the place. It's nice. nice. Okay. You know, I like going up to Keene. Okay. the Red Foxes are known for raising funds and increasing awareness for several important causes. I took a look at your, your schedule. You know, we've got the pink game on October 27th. On December 1st, we've got Disable the Label. Um, on the 26th, and I was talking to whoever runs your social media, that's going to be your Siena. That's kind of like your Route 87 game. And then certainly on February 2nd, you've got your senior night. So, yeah. you, know, what does that, you know, what does that mean to you to kind of give back to the community? Anybody? Well, um, you know, it's a big push that we've kind of come up with the last few years. And the guys have done a great job at it. And kicking off, um, you know, we did, we've, 
this year is our 10th annual um, paint game. So it's a big push for that. Last year we had it, we did it in partnership with Tri Sigma, who they helped out a lot. Um, they did a lot of the legwork. They ordered all the t-shirts. They organized the bus for students to come over to the game and watch. Um, I don't remember the exact amount of money that we raised, but I know it was a good amount, maybe around 2,000, something, something along that for the American Cancer Society. So that was that was really awesome, and, and we got a good group of uh, you know fans and local supporters there for that game. Um, and one person that should be mentioned for a lot of this is Nick Rudswick, who organized a lot of this for us, especially last year, and did a ton of the social media stuff and working with Tri Sigma, getting them involved. Um, the Autism Awareness Game, Disable the Label, um, that we began last year was um, went really well. Um, we partnered with Best Buddies and Autism Speaks, who are two groups on campus here, um, to raise uh, money and awareness for that as well. Excellent. One thing that we're going to be doing this year as well, during our pink game, we're going to host the Millbrook 8U teams for in-between periods, and they're nice. going to have a little bit of a jamboree there. Love it. And, you know, that'll be a good time for them, good time for the guys. It's always great seeing these little guys out there. Absolutely. Um, during, our, during our alumni game, um, against Siena, one thing that we're going to do for the Polar Bear group is we're going to have possibly the 12U team come out on the ice for the national anthem with us. Beautiful. Um, another thing just to kind of, you know, besides raising money for these societies and, and awareness, one thing that we're also really trying to push is this hockey community and this hockey family um, and anything that we can do to keep our involvement with that and increase um, awareness just in the community. Also on October 7th, we're going to travel up to Hockey Day in Saugerties. Okay. And they're hosting, you know, pretty much just just a Hockey Day in general. To They're going to have uh, different, uh, you know, people that are selling stuff and vendors, um, hockey gear and things like that. And they're just trying to wa raise uh, awareness in, for the hockey community up there. Uh, so and two years ago, it should be noted that we had our first, um, our second Hodgkin's lymphoma game for player of ours, Austin King, um, who was diagnosed his freshman year with uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma and recovered and ended up playing last year for us as our captain and had a great career and real turnaround. And uh, the guy's just an awesome kid and did a lot for this program as a leader and as a player and just as a person. So I um, thought that should also be noted. In. And you mentioned the name Nick Rudswick earlier. Yes. I watched that video on YouTube before I came up. So if you haven't seen it yet, anyone who's listening to the interview, Marist Hockey, The Road to Nationals, it's on YouTube. It's, it definitely got me pumped up and excited to talk to you guys today. Let me jump over to the players. Uh, in your opinion, best-dressed player? Haha, <laughs> yeah. That's an easy one. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think we might both agree. I don't know. But I, I'd probably go Thomas Melvin. He's a sophomore on the team. He's uh. He's always got the uh, the, the best dress. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's always yeah. looking he's good. He's always dressed to the nines. Um, okay. Yeah. Other than myself, of course. Okay, yeah. sure. It's no problem. You can nominate yeah. yourself. Um, <laughs> best flow. Best flow. Ooh. Um, I think. I think we gotta go with Jango. Yeah, it's gotta be Jango. Justin yeah. Jango. He's, he's got a nice head of hair. He's had sure. it since freshman year. It's been the same length yeah. for four years now, and it's, okay. it's been looking good. So okay, I'll, I'll that, give him that. That's part of his look. Yeah. Uh, what about best selly? Uh, I mean, I'll take that one, I guess. I got to go with Flynn. That was, I think it was a Siena game. Siena was Siena, yeah. Um, he, he scored a big one. I think I think it was, like, to put us up 3-2 or something like that. And he just went nuts and ended up skating, like, halfway down the ice, like, to, like, our fan section. We had a big fan section that game, too. And 
he just like jumped up onto the on the board. It's actually in the Road to Nationals uh, yeah. video, I believe. But yeah, nice. he, that was easily the best sell, and he's he's got good sellers every time. I don't know what I'm doing when I score. So. <laughs> he, he's always prepared. That's what I love to hear for you guys again, and I, I'll ask the coaches this too. Most embarrassing on ice moment. For me, it's got to be last year against Army. Um, I got completely walked on a one-on-one, and the kid went down and uh, went down and roofed it. So that was, that was definitely tough. Oh, that was at uh, Ice Time, I think, in yeah, Newburgh, right? Yeah, yeah, I was at that game. Uh, yeah, I was at that game. <laughs> I, was that. I was there. Yeah. All um, right, what about for you, Dan? For me, um, it might be in high school, my junior year, we were playing in the state championship back in Connecticut, and we had a power play. It was like second or third period. It was tie game 0-0. Zero, zero. And uh, I was running point for the power play and just ripped a shot into the kid's shin pads and like so many people at this game and I just like terrible shot right in the shin pads let the kid go on a breakaway and up having to like dive and trip him and I get put in the box for like the first part of the game so that was probably the worst moment I've had I don't know about embarrassing but definitely the worst coach is there any embarrassing on ice moment that you can share with us uh well you know as, as far as coaching goes you know it's you know we're pretty much support each other but when I when I was playing, we went sure. to a tournament one time, and uh, it was this was more of a men's league tournament. So after the games, you would go back, and they'd have pictures and things like that, and videos of the games. It was it was pretty nice, actually, a good time. And you'd all go back to this bar, and all the teams would go back to this bar, and they actually got a picture of me on the corner, and you see me looking at my glove. All right, I was playing goalie. And all you see behind me is my water bottle, like five feet in the air, <laughs> above my hand and off the net. So that's all you could see. You couldn't see the fuck or anything else. My water bottle was just levitating behind me. So you obviously knew that they popped my water bottle. Yeah. So that was a tough one. Okay. That really got the bar going. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Coach Longo. Uh, on ice, there's too many to list. But uh, <laughs> last year, after we beat RPI, I don't know if Mike saw this or not, we are going through the handshake line, and we are wearing dress shoes on the ice, and it's almost like... <laughs> <laughs> the kid didn't let go of my hand. Right. And Mike pulled me, and I was like, lost my. I like, it was like the weeble wobble, but he didn't fall down. It was okay. like, I'm like, I hope nobody saw that. And Coach Perlberg behind me is rolling because I almost dumped on the ice at, <laughs> during the handshake line because this big engineer kid just would not let go of my hand. I almost thought he wanted a date or something. It was like, so that was, that was stuck with me pretty good. That's a good one. All right, for the coaches, uh, and both of you can answer this, what do you look for in a hockey player? Well, a couple of things that we talked about is uh, heart and work, work ethic. Um, these are things that are hard to teach. Um, so, you know, if you come in with, with the right attitude and good work ethic, you know, our job is to develop you. And if you have those things, usually we can work with you, you know. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to echo what Mike says. I've been teaching for almost 20 years now, and heart and work ethic, you can't teach. You can't instill it. You can't. It's very, very hard to change it. Um, but if you have those two things, you know, that's our job. We can teach you to do anything. Okay. But if you don't have the work ethic and you don't have that heart, right. We can't, you know, right, that's this, not that's something it. you can it's teach. Not that's something that's, that's, you, right. And, right, and right, what right. we can do is we can help you mitigate it a little bit, but we cannot. It's very, very hard to change a person's personal culture. Okay. Right. Um, so if we see that, you know, everything's workable from there. Uh, what makes a successful hockey coach, in your opinion? I'd say communication. Um, it's a big one that we hit on all the time. Uh, you know, you got to talk to your players, you got to talk to your coaches talk to the support staff, influence, 
the players to talk to each other, influence them to talk to the captains, get the captains talking to the players, and just push that communication. You want to know what's always going on. You never want to hear from a third party that a player is upset, or whether it's on the ice, hockey-related, school-related, family-related. You know, everybody's going through something different all the time, and you know, it's our job as a family to talk to each other and you know help each other through those times. And you know, it's those little things. It's it's getting to know a player beyond just the hockey standpoint, but them as a person. Okay, uh, biggest challenge either of you face as a coach? Ooh. <laughs> Managing personalities. Okay. Um, everyone's a little different. Um, a nice quote that I like to uh, live by is that the golden rule is a fallacy. To treat everyone as you would like to be treated isn't necessarily true because not everybody wants to be treated as you do. So it should really say treat everybody as they would like to be treated because everyone's different. Okay. So getting to know everybody and, mm -hmm. and you what know, makes them tick? What makes them tick? What right. makes them go? What you know? What drives them? You know, those are the things that. It, it's hard because again you're trying to build that communication your your time is you know it's it's not limited but there are a lot of players you are doing other things and you know making that time is um it's a big part you know it's it's really what drives everyone i think okay uh last question for you guys for now as coaches what advice would you give someone who's interested in coaching you want to take this yeah, I'll take this. yeah be a student uh be humble and be a student you can learn i learned more from these guys every season then I can never teach them. Um, and you gotta be humble, you gotta be big enough to put your ego in your back pocket and say, okay, I can learn from somebody. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've walk, walked into a rink and watched a squirt coach or a Mike coach, and even if he's a first year coach, I can take something away from him. And or um, a player, squirt player, Mike player, you know, one of the things that I, was, I took away early on coaching um, was uh, I, you know, again, I'm looking at things through an adult eyes, and kid comes off the ice, and and you know, people are upset because they, the team didn't do well, and the kid looks up, he's like, "We still going to breakfast after this?" And it was like, "All right, so everything's okay." Like, you know, it's still a game, it's still a sport. Um, so a young coach just needs to put, you know, what your team does on the ice and off the ice, score wise and skill and ability wise, isn't a reflection of you. What is a real reflection of you is how they present themselves, how they carry themselves. And if you're humble and you're willing to learn and you gotta be educated, you know, it goes back to your question before, what makes a good coach? You gotta educate yourself. You can never stop learning and you can learn from everybody. From the guy driving the Zamboni hmm. to the person you pass in the hallway and you just smile at. Um, those are the two big ones for me um, as far as that goes. Okay, well said, well said. Let me turn back to the players. I'll give everybody a chance to answer this question. Um, what's one thing you want people to know about your team? We'll start with uh, Connor. One thing. Um, I say that we're just like a hard, hard-working group. Um, you know, we're never going to give up. Um, you know, we're, we're not afraid of, you know, how big the other team is, how fast they are, how good they are. Um, I think that shows, especially last year, we, we played uh, one of the best teams in, in the nation, Willie P, pretty tight a few times. So, um, you know, just know that we're, you know, we're going we're gonna to give it all we have, um, you know, every shift we take, every, uh, every period, every game, and we're going to go from there.
Good, I like that. Dan, let's go to you. Yeah, sure. Uh, no, I would definitely agree with that. I would say another thing is just that, you know, everyone on our team, it's kind of a special thing as everyone's back, you know, to, to the T, I would say. I mean, you know, we've had problems in games, like Siena, something like that. Um, you know, and someone always steps up if, if, uh, if need be, and I, I think that's pretty special. I mean, you know, a lot of times you have different groups of guys, different kind of like cliques in a, uh, in a team, and I mean, I, I think we're, we're all kind of one, and we always got everyone's back no matter who it is on our team, so I think that's pretty special. Okay, well said. Coach, what's one thing you want people to know about this squad? Well, I, I think they represent the school and themselves and the team the right way all the time. Um, the on the ice stuff is great, um, but the academic side is is a bigger part of it. And you know we have to go through an eligibility process every year as far as grades, and we never have an issue with it. Um, these guys are just unbelievable in the classroom, and that's that's the biggest thing here. This is this is part of the thing that you know that they're really developing. And you know away from the rank, away from the school, they're always representing themselves the right way. They're never putting a bad name to the team or to the school. Um, they volunteer a ton of their time for the youth in the area, um, whether it's try hockey for free or going up to Saugerties on a Sunday mm-hmm. um, to help out with the local organization up there. They're just great. very giving guys, very uh, for the boys, whether it's uh, and the girls for uh, you know hockey in general in, in this area. All right, Coach Longo, anything else you want us? Uh, professionalism, um, not to take away from other organizations or, or their culture, but our culture is a professional culture. Uh, our guys, like to echo what Mike said, um, when they come to the rink, they're ready to go. They look the part, they play the part, they do the part. And, and one of the quotes that I like that I've recently heard from a sports psychologist, they were talking about a basketball team, and the coach has one rule, be on time be prepared and do the right thing and our guys do that day in and day out and that's not just at the rink again you know we're very hockey centric here we're very much looking at hockey here and this is with the whole premise of this but there's a bigger picture these guys are are these are future readers these are future hockey coaches these yeah. are future fathers future husbands um and they're setting themselves up because of what the Maris culture is the Maris hockey culture that we're creating we're, we're we're setting it up for a nice um continuation of that we're setting that professionalism up and they handle themselves and what they wouldn't the, the biggest tough for us is something my father always said is like you behave in front of me that's great that's what you do when nobody else is watching exactly are you going to make the right decisions when there's really no consequence are you going to make that right decision when you can get away with it and these guys do it you know they are are they're college kids they're guys they're you know they're young there's lots of temptations and they time in and time out they make the right decisions that's great to hear that's great to hear so two more questions for everybody and we'll start with coach longo favorite professional player past or present uh i'm gonna catch flack for this one mike and i were talking about this before little known goalie named bob froge okay i've heard i've heard of him you've heard of him yeah Bob Froge was Pelle Lindbergh's backup, so when Pelle Lindbergh passed away, he was thrust into the spotlight, and then he was traded to the Rangers. And when he got traded to the Rangers, that was when I was in like middle school and starting to, again, showing my age. Um, and, again, as a goalie, you're drawn to the gear, and he was one of the first ones to have lots of color in his equipment. And I did uh, goalie camps up in Canada for a couple of summers in a row up at Pro Star Niagara, and he was one of the instructors. Great. And he is uh, a, uh, he's a Niagara Falls guy. 
salt of the earth. He was funny. He was charismatic, compassionate. He loved the fact that I was the only, the only kid in the camp who knew who he was. <laughs> um, uh, he's a pastor now. He does okay. a lot of ministry stuff. He does a lot with the NHPLA, uh, the Players Association, I should say. I don't know if I had the knacker and I'm correct. Um, just salt of the earth. He was just, it was just one of those things. It's one of those sports guys where you get um, most kids at my age are like, oh, Patrick Waugh was the guy for goalie, right. or John Van Beesbrook, and for me it was Bob Froge. Um, he was just, it was just the way he carried himself. Great choice, great choice. Coach Beck, favorite professional player, past or present? You can't name uh, yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, when we talked about it, uh, past player, I'd have to say Mike Richter. Um, okay, sure. I grew up watching him. I was fortunate enough to go to his retirement night um, that was really great. Maybe at the time didn't appreciate it as much as I would have now, but uh, you know. And then actually, this uh, few weeks ago, I was lucky enough to go to the Level Five Symposium, USA Hockey Symposium in Lake Placid, and Mike Richter was there, and I had a chance to meet him and talk to him, and you know, have a good personal talk with him and have a chat with him. And he said some really great stuff, uh, you know, as far as players and management and what you're looking for out of your players and what the bigger purposes here and what we're what we're trying to do so i think just off the ice you know he's a real great guy um does a lot for the community absolutely the rangers and uh i'd have to say you know that'd be my number one here good choice let's go to dan dan favorite professional player past or present yeah um so if i went past it'd probably be mike medano from the stars sure. I, I saw him in the mighty ducks movie when i was little <laughs> and like just kind of stuck and they they were my favorite team okay um, and then probably currently it'd be Jonathan Taze on the Blackhawks. Okay, good, good choices. Let's go to you, Connor. Uh, for me, uh, it's got to be Brian Leach. You know, growing up, I, uh, you know, I wanted to mimic my game after him. Just everything he did on and off the ice for me was. Oh, you you know, it off to Brett Burns. <laughs> Brett Burns, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but no, yeah, he's just just the way he carries himself. You know, he's just a great guy, and uh, you know, obviously. Wanted to be like him, you know, wore his number, was number two growing up. So. Nice. All good choices. Favorite professional hockey team? We'll start with uh, Connor. Uh, the New York Rangers. Okay, very good. We'll jump to Dan. Yeah, it might be the only one here that's not the Rangers, but uh, I'm Blackhawks, Chicago Blackhawks. Okay, I'm from Chicago originally. All right, nice. Okay, nice. I can respect that. <laughs> uh, I have to go New York Rangers. New York guy grew up here. Absolutely. Yeah. And Coach Longo? New York Rangers. All right, so yeah. since most of us are Ranger fans, I just want to get your opinion on the direction that the team is going now. We got rid of A.V. We brought in Coach Quinn from BU. We've got a young team. So what are we thinking here, fellas? Well, you know, from, a co from a coaching perspective, I mean, what are you, what are you thinking? Uh, from a coaching perspective, I heard a lot of great things about him. I know it's a little bit out of the ordinary to bring. Um, you know, it's not that out of the ordinary, but I know people had questions about him coming in coaching sure. the professional league um, out of college. But... He does do a great job communicating, um, you know, and, and that was a big thing that they had talked about. And I, I think he still has a good support staff there. And, you know, rebuild is where we're headed. Yep. I, think, uh, you know, I think we're headed in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, I certainly welcome it. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, we've had a few good kicks at the can. I think there's a lot of franchises that would right. like the track record of postseason. You know, he didn't win the cup, but, you know, obviously numerous playoff appearances. But at this point, it's about bringing in the youth, 
you know, so I, I know it might be a couple of long seasons, but, yeah. you know, I, I shared season tickets from 1998 till 2004. I refer to that as the dark ages because we miss the playoffs every year. So uh, I'd rather see them uh, build a team the right way through draft picks and through youth. So, yeah. all right. I've had a blast talking with you guys. I appreciate you um, taking some time out on a Saturday to chat with me. I've been chatting with uh, head coach Michael Beck. Assistant coach, goalie coach Nick Longo, senior defenseman Connor Flynn, and senior defenseman Dan Roberts of the Marist College Red Foxes. Their home opener is Saturday, September 22nd versus St. Thomas Aquinas at 4.15 at the McCann Ice Arena. I will certainly be there. I'm looking forward to a great game. And best of luck, guys, with the season ahead. Thank you, Thank you for having us. Uh, my pleasure. This is your boy, Trav, and you're listening to HV Pucks. I hope you enjoyed this special edition of HV Pucks. And if there are topics that you'd like me to address, please tweet me at TravJack71 as I do this podcast for you. My plan is to release one to two episodes per month until the local college hockey season starts, and then HV Pucks will return to its regular weekly format once the high school season begins in late November. And if you like the music you've heard throughout the show, be sure to check out the new full-length album, Out of Time, by Fracture, which is available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. The new album maintains the same high level of energy as their debut 2015 EP, Broken Walls. You can also find them on Twitter at Fracture underscore Band, on Instagram at Fracture Official, Fracture Band Official on Facebook, and www.fractureofficial.com on the web. My GoFundMe campaign is entitled HV Pucks Fund, and thanks to your generosity, I was able to establish a scholarship for graduating seniors in memory of Dick Kittle, who was a longtime off-ice official and fixture in the Mamaroneck sports community. Every donation, no matter how large or small, will help me maintain the scholarship while also providing the best independent hockey coverage possible. I'm also working on another local hockey initiative to benefit high school players from the Hudson Valley. So check out my GoFundMe campaign for more information and stay tuned for an announcement at some point in the near future. This is your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'll see you at the rink.